3: Today on NFL Fantasy Live, Drew Brees and the Saints marched into Chicago Monday night and blew out the Bears. We break down the good, the bad, and the oh, so very ugly from the Windy City Showdown. Plus, that championship trophy and bragging rights are just a win away. Find out which players our experts say you can trust when everything's on the line. And where should you draft this season's rookie stars next year? Could Odell Beckham Jr. be worth a second-round pick in 2015? Find out today as NFL Fantasy Live starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Matt Money-Smith here with the Admiral, Akbar, Baja, hey. Biamila, and Fantasy Hall of Famer. We call him the Hawk. At least I do. Michael Fabiano. Remember, you can always send us your fantasy questions year-round, year-round at NFL Fantasy Fabs. It's on, man. It is on. It you, is uh, you guys championship week. Yeah, That's right, you guys is, cha- I'm not going to congratulate tubus. you
4: guys. I'm hating on you guys. Why? because no, I'm not in it. You
3: so, helped me get I'm, there. I'm uh, bar, bar. <laughs> you, you helped me get there <laughs> oh, oh. with the first trade of your fantasy football career. That it should have been me in it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm
4: just going well, to hate for how about at this? a block. Uh, uh, instead, uh, of, uh,
3: instead of just hating on us, how okay. about you take a look at our rosters and being the fantasy analyst that you are, break down my uh, lineup there. On the left side as you face your computer Boy screen or TV, Fabs on for. the right. So, uh, Drew Brees or Peyton Manning? Brees against the Falcons at home. Manning versus the Bengals don't like in how Cincinnati. I breaking well,
4: down money. Well, uh, well uh, I'm going to tell you this. I know haters are going to hate, hate, hate like Taylor Swift said. But yeah, I'm going to tell you that. right now, I can't hate on your, your quarterback. Drew Brees against Peyton Manning. Uh, I, I like I like Drew Brees going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. That's going to be easy money right there. Easy points for, for your fantasy team. Mark Ingram against DeMarco Murray. I know M- Murray's got that question mark on him. I'm still going DeMarco Murray. Then Eddie Lacy, Marshawn Lynch. You fads, you clearly win that one. Against cardinals best in the league. wins that one i don't know okay clearly lacy against T. the ty hilton against jordy nelson i like jordy nelson okay. over ty hilton calvin. calvin johnson alshon jeffrey uh, of course calvin i gave him to you thank you you're welcome gave him um, to me yes i gave him to you, you okay lead calvin johnson running, wins that. One. running back in the league. kelsey jordan reed this is an interesting one yeah, here is. but i'm gonna go with kelsey on that one kelsey right. wins that Listen, one i'm not well. disagreeing Calvin with benjamin you. julio jones Julio.
3: And all of that, uh, all of that is why, Fabs, you're going to win this week. Because on paper, it. it does appear as, paper, as though you have yeah, the, things favor it, me. And uh, if DeMarco
5: doesn't play? Look,
3: I'll just quickly say it's one of the reasons why I put together that roster. And we talk about it every year. I always look to the postseason for favorable matchups. And look, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And, and this week, just it did. Tell the people year.
5: who your first waiver claim is, by the way. My
3: first waiver claim will be Joe Randall, <laughs> and, as a matter of fact. And as much as that's going to kill me,
5: if DeMarco doesn't yes. play, that's the move. To yeah, make it, it smart play
3: defense. Smart. Play defense. All right, moving on as championship week is here. It is or go home. So, Fabs, give us a player that you are benching this week. You're in a lot of leagues. I mean, there is somebody you actively are benching, and you're going to the waiver wire to fill the spot.
5: Yeah, and that's Phillip Rivers. I can't trust him anymore.
3: How'd uh, you get to the championship game with Philip Rivers?
5: Because the rest of my team is right? ridiculous. Yeah. I'm actually playing my buddy Nick Bakai, who used to be with NFL.com years ago, way back in the day. But Rivers is one touchdown pass or fewer in five of his last six games. He's playing the Niners. They've allowed the fourth fantasy points to quarterbacks in the last four weeks. And honestly, I'm dropping rivers. I'm going to pick up... I can't believe I'm going to say this. Uh, Robert Griffin III or Alex Smith? Yikes. I don't trust <laughs> Rivers. I've also got Ryan Tannehill, but I don't trust him either. So I like the Alex Smith one. I'm going potentially with Alex Smith in this matchup.
3: And we are going to get to favorable matchups for your championship week. I have a feeling Alex Smith is probably going to make an appearance there because it is a good matchup. Akbar, somebody uh, that you are not going to play this week that uh, name Gordon. value. Okay, Josh, Josh name Gordon. Name value would suggest it, you should. It,
4: it, yeah, you know, Josh Gordon, great talent, and, and you shouldn't mistake in that. But the quarterback situation. There is just shaky for Josh Gordon. We saw Johnny Manziel, he just looked confused, and rightly so. He's a rookie, and I think everyone was anticipating that the spectacular plays would all of a sudden step over. And if it does step over, it does. It, it does take away from Josh Gordon's ability because his ability to improvise is what Johnny Manziel is going to lean on. He was targeted four times in this game. That's clearly not enough for your top wide receiver against a really good matchup. You had to give uh, Josh Gordon the ball way more. And Johnny Manziel won't be able to feed you him. You bench the Rocks. Him this week, no I'm brainer him.
3: against the Panthers, I believe, right? Yeah, yep. no, 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 love for uh, Josh Gordon. I want to make sure that's right. It, it is. Correct. There we go. We'll have plenty more of our top stars and seats later in the show. But for the latest NFL news, over to Marcus Grant and Adam Rank.
2: Thank you, money. We're here as always, getting you caught up with all the latest news and notes from around the national. Football League. We will start with the big news in Dallas. On Monday, Cowboys running back DeMarco Murray underwent surgery on his hand. Murray broke a bone in his left hand during the fourth quarter of the team's win Sunday night against the Eagles. On Monday, Cowboys executive VP Stephen Jones told Sirius XM Radio that it will be in, quote, uphill battle for Murray to play Sunday against the Colts. But on Tuesday, owner Jerry Jones said that it's not unrealistic that DeMarco plays. So amidst this family squabble we have going on in Dallas, if you have DeMarco Murray, what are you doing right now
1: exactly what money is going to do go up and pick up Joey Randall whether you hold DeMarco Murray or not you should still at least play a little bit of defense by by grabbing him and of course Jerry Jones is going to come out he's, he's, he doesn't want the Colts to be able to just game plan for him not being there so you got to keep a little air of mystery which is what they're doing right now
2: I just figured Dr. Jones was going with his rub some dirt on it diagnosis yeah you say, work with Tony Romo hey yeah absolutely he's been all right then the Chargers announced Tuesday that, in addition to an ankle injury, wide receiver Keenan Allen broke his collarbone against the Broncos. The Chargers face the 49ers on Saturday. That's here on NFL Network. So, without Keenan Allen, what happens to this Chargers offense?
1: It takes a little bit of a hit, but if you're looking for a replacement, I'd look at Eddie Royal. They'll probably design a couple of plays for him. He's the number one. I would put him slightly ahead of Malcolm Floyd in this instance.
2: Yeah, but you still have Antonio Gates there. That that, that bromance also goes strong. in the mix. Also in the mix too. Absolutely. We move to Atlanta now for. For some more wide receiver news, Falcons coach Mike Smith says he's confident receiver Julio Jones will play Week 16 against the Saints. Jones missed last Sunday's matchup due to a hip injury. He suffered against the Packers in Week 14. If Julio is able to suit up and go for the Falcons, do you have any hesitation about starting him this week?
1: Not at all. I would get him into the lineup. Although, if you are holding on to Jones, make sure that you have Harry Douglas on your roster whether Julio plays or not, you, this could end up being a game time decision over the weekend. So you want to make sure you have a little bit of an insurance policy in case that's not the in case that's not, you know, accurate. And I think we'll talk a little bit about Harry Douglas in the next block.
2: Yeah, now if you, he was targeted a lot. He right? was targeted a lot. Now, would you think about going outside of Atlanta, maybe a Charles Johnson or somebody like that?
1: You know what? I really like the matchup, so I'd stick with Douglas. He did well enough last week to show me that when he's given the opportunity, and he's shown over the course of his career, when he's given the opportunity, he can go out and perform. And again, Against this Saints defense, which... Shut down the Bears on Monday night, but you know what? They can shut, they, they you can score a lot of points on that defense.
2: Yeah, and I think your point about Douglas is, is right because last year, even this year, he's stepped in, he's played very well. He's a great, yeah, Lane he's Jones, a great replacement guy. He's, he's above, around. yeah, he's above the normal replacement. There you go. Washington quarterback Colt McCoy has been placed on injured reserve with a neck injury. Washington will start Robert Griffin III against the Eagles on Saturday. Griffin filled in last week after McCoy re aggravated his neck, and RG3 had his best game of the year, throwing for 236. and a touchdown. So, which player in this Washington offense benefits the most if Griffin, or because Griffin, I should say, is getting the start again? RG3 himself. He went out (laughs) against the Giants. The
1: Giants made him look like an actual NFL quarterback again. The same could happen this week against the Eagles, who have been very giving. Two NFL quarterbacks this season, and if you need a receiver, though, if you're looking for somebody who he's going to target the most, I would say Deshaun Jackson probably is the guy that it filters down to
2: in that situation. You know, once you think RG3 is out, they find he's a way to back. pull you what back if, What in? if the
1: Giants and Eagles are just playing a trick on Washington? This is their grand
2: plan. This is like, oh, yeah, we'll make
1: them look good. To and dominate. Think, like, you guys don't need a quarterback next year. You can have RG3.
2: This is how they win the NFC Very clever. For more they're now, they're we'll confident. throw it back to Money and the Guys.
3: All right, let's get to it. The Windy City. The city of broad shoulders. Playoffs on the line for the New Orleans Saints as they take on the Bears. It's Monday Night Football. Third and eight for the Bears in the first. Cutler to Martellus Bennett. And no. Whoa. Patrick Robinson with the pick. Saints set up on, on the 24-yard line. Two plays later. First and ten. Breeze, Nick Toon, and no. He would cough it up. Jared Allen recovers. Score stays at zero. Saints now back in the second. First and goal. Breeze to his tight
5: end. Who's that, Josh yeah, but not the tight end you
3: started. Josh Hill.
5: Where's rank when we need him? That helps no one. Eight-yard touchdown. touchdown. No I thought about that.
3: Started in less than 1% of the leagues, but for those less than 1%, are uh, they feeling good. Ooh. Uh, here we go. First and goal, end of the second. We're breeze to Marcus nostalgic. Colston. Saints up 14-0. They add more in the third, second and five. Breeze, two. No. If you started. Jimmy, Did we just uh, see this play? We just saw the play. again.
4: That, that helps
3: no one. Breeze ends the night just over 27 fantasy points. New Orleans up 21-0. Bears finally get going in the fourth, like they always do when they're way, we way are behind. Time. Marquise Wilson, we mentioned all week long. he was going to get a touchdown, didn't and, we uh, He call? did get his touchdown. Yeah, Cutler ends up with 14 fantasy points after a two-point conversion. Bears down 24-8. Saints trying to run out the clock. Mark Ingram, there you go. Get in that end zone, young there. man. You Heisman Trophy winner, are you. Yeah, seven and a half points just on that play alone gives the Bears another possession, though, for all you fantasy fans, and that was a big deal because Alshon Jeffrey got a touchdown, you know and of course, one of the top receivers.
5: Fantasy matchups were determined based on that catch. A right lot, there. a lot, a lot. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter last night
3: because Jeffrey ends with uh, about fourteen points. Hey, there's a smile a, from no, Jay Cutler. I
5: had to give Marquise a, a touchdown. There. Even Cutler, Cutler goes from having a bad, round bad game to so almost fourteen you'll points. You'll take fourteen.
3: I mean, that can. Yeah,
5: Better than Aaron Rodgers. Better than Mark Sanchez. That helps no one. Uh, All right.
3: Let's get to uh, somebody that helped a whole lot of people, starting on the Saints side of the ball. Drew Brees, the big story in this one. If you managed to survive that debacle against the Panthers, you were rewarded because nearly 28 fantasy points delivered when fans needed him most. And then you got to feel good about moving. At least you think. I mean, we felt good about Drew Brees against the Panthers in the Superdome, and it didn't come to fruition.
5: Well, uh, listen, everything about Drew Brees this week, I'm going to say, is positive. Okay, number one, because I'm trying to jinx him, because I'm playing (laughs) against you. But number two, he's playing Atlanta, and this is going to be an absolute shootout there in New Orleans. And Drew Brees says that one game against Carolina has been pretty good. So Matt Money-Smith... Feeling a brilliant good. move to keep him and sit Tom Brady all year.
3: And good news: these two teams are fighting out for the division, so it's going to be yeah, all hands on deck. True. And like you said, that's you true. feel like it could be a giant point explosion. I'll actually be out there calling the game. Hopefully, as I mentioned to Jim Nance, I won't let any you are. emotion You're creep in. You're going to it. You're going to creep cheer. into the call uh, You're while cheer. I'm broadcasting for the radio. Let's go to Mark Ingram, and uh, we mentioned it uh, a moment ago. It was late; they were trying to run off the clock, but he gets into the end zone and he gets nearly 12 fantasy points on well, part.
4: Well, and importantly too, they, they gave him the ball a lot. They gave him the ball 17 times, nearly 20 times. So again, relying back on uh, Mark Ingram for that run game, and he's provided that for them. Got him to the end zone. So this is a guy that they're going to feed him the rock. We've seen when he's gotten the ball 20 plus or more time and he gets 100 yards, these guys are winning. So they need him to win against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, a big performance for him uh, on this night against the Chicago Bears.
3: And Fabs, while we, uh, well, half-jokingly talked about Joe Randall and your issue with DeMarco Murray, right. while Ingram gets it between the tackles, Pierre Thomas... It- Sean Payton is better at getting balls to backs in the passing game than any other head coach in the league. And look at those numbers, 94 scrimmage yards against the Bears. Right, in a
5: PPR league, you're looking at a very nice stat line. And so if you are in a PPR league and you're hurting a running back this week, he's out there in probably about 35% of NFL.com league, so it, it's at least worth a look. Yeah,
3: no question, especially like we just mentioned, the way that contest lays out with the Falcons. All right, guys, uh, Jimmy Graham finished with five catches for 87 yards and almost nine fantasy points. That's a good week for Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Uh, not quite what fans were hoping for, though, when they drafted him in the first or at worst, at lowest, early second round this year. Here is Graham's last five weeks and where he ranks among Tight ends. You
5: really have to consider him one of the five biggest busts in fantasy because this is a first-round pick we're talking about. Right now, he is 59th in fantasy points among all players. That's a far cry 59th. from where he used to be last year.
4: He was in uh, at least in the top he 20. was in the top 25. Top, top 25, and so that's a big drop for for uh, Jimmy Graham. Okay, I what about a lot of people who went with the first pick for Jimmy Graham.
3: What about this week against the Falcons? Is it a good matchup?
4: It is. It, it really is because double-digit points. Double-digit points. Okay. He'll be back to his double-digit points. I, I even think that he'll get closer to 20 points against the Atlanta Falcons. There's just not the answer matchup base and personnel-wise for, for the uh, Falcons.
3: You know, Mike Tirico and, and John Gruden made a good point last night. There was that fade uh, toward, the, I think it was in the third quarter, that Drew Brees threw. And Jimmy Graham catches that 10 out of 10 times right. uh, prior to this season. So you do wonder if that left shoulder, he cannot high point that ball like right. he was. Not and that's what made him so dangerous, uh, you know, in the red zone. And it just wasn't happening six, last night. Six,
4: I mean, he's still 6'6". Six, six, yeah. So even if he does lose a little bit of range of motion, that doesn't reduce the fact that there's a huge height advantage over most safeties and most cornerbacks yeah. that he's going to be playing up against especially when you look at the Atlanta Falcons. They, they struggle when it comes to height. They're, they're guys back there. They're not very big. So there's going to be a layup based off of size alone.
3: And whatever it is, it just did not happen this year. And like you said, if you invested a first rounder, Focus. it could be one of the bigger busts this yeah. season. Now switching over to the Bears, Jay Cutler finished with two touchdowns. Three interceptions, but almost 14 fantasy points. That's not a bad
5: floor. Garbage.
3: You're not starting him against the Lions, no,
5: though. No, 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 no. And his history against the Lions is not very good, especially when you're talking about playing in the Windy City. I feel like the Bears have had, like, five straight home games in a row. Like, well, remember, they, they were on, on the, the road, road
3: all at the start of the season. Yeah. No
5: question. So, Color's a guy that at this point you can drop him. Um, in the words of my friend Seth Rollins from WWE, who is a Bears fan, and I told him I'd give him a shout-out, Color was brutal in this game. Cut him. You don't need him unless he was your number one quarterback and you somehow still made it into the fantasy championship. He's a guy you can cut right now and, and pick up and, Randall
4: and block your opponent like money. And think do about it. how many times he was sacked in this game too. He was tacked a ton offensive in this game. The offensive line couldn't block from him. So imagine what the Detroit Lions are going to do when they unleash Ezekiel Ansah and Damion. And, uh, and and so. Well, uh, and I'll tell you, you play. know,
3: Cutler, a late round pick when it comes to quarterbacks, maybe ninth, eighth, ninth round in that right that area. Matt Forte was a top five pick. Uh, he was. Nearly ten points. It's not bad it's a good floor but it's not what you're looking for out of your number one back in the playoffs how worried are you akbar about him next week against the lions i'm
4: extremely concerned because more so than the the matchup i believe that this team is kind of giving up i think that they're a little defeated they played defeated against the new orleans saints and this is not like the 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 old school new orleans saints that we're used to watching is going to put up big big numbers on you they weren't that efficient and they, they didn't fight Offensively, defensively, they didn't take advantage of the weak point for the for the New Orleans Saints defense. I didn't like what I saw, so I don't like what I'm going to see from Matt Forte. Sit all bears offense, against the Lions. But, uh, Sit you, all you bears. It just doesn't Martellus make Bennett, sense.
3: Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte, Jay Collins. Maybe, not, maybe not
4: Alshon Jeffrey. Maybe not Alshon. Alshon Jeffrey. Are you going to start him? Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe well, not.
3: not Alshon, you can start Alshon. Maybe Jimmy Clausen will be throwing passes. Think to about him. how many interceptions Jake through. On NFL all Fantasy all Live. I'm going to deal with this. If your team's been stung hey, by the injury bugs. Sound familiar. Yeah. Heading into Championship Weekend, you won't want to miss our top waiver wire targets for Week 16. But up next, Marcus Grant unveils his fantasy breakdown. See which target and touch leaders caught his eye over the weekend and what it means for your fantasy teams. This is NFL Fantasy Live. The- It's time now for Game Changers, presented by Bose. And this season, we look to you for help. To help us decide which performances make the biggest impact for your fantasy teams, you can tweet us using the hashtag Game Changers. And we just may feature your tweet on an episode of NFL Fantasy Live, like we're about to do right now for you lucky fans. And lucky not only because we're going to show your Twitter handle, but because you likely won the week and have made it to the
4: championship
3: round. Akbar, get us started with Jeremy Hill.
4: Well, Jeremy Hill, I, I I know for a fact if you play Jeremy Hill, chances are you're in the championship this week because he was outstanding against the Cleveland Browns and the way he runs, we know Hugh Jackson loves him the way he, his style of run. I think Giovanni Bernard is a great compliment to him, a great change-up back for what they want. But when you talk about that power runner, that's him. The and hammer. He, the hammer, and he's going to be able to continue to do that even in to against the championship the against the Denver Broncos. I think he he's going to be able to do that. He just has that talent because not only does he have the, the, the size, But he has solid speed for that size to be able to run over guys. So, uh, an outstanding pick.
3: Well, maybe a surprise for Jeremy Hill, even though he was named the starter. Certainly no surprise, Fabs, for Le'Veon Bell, who has been the MVP of the second half of the fantasy season. And
5: every time I see his name or hear it, I think of the commercial, the diamond in fantasy football is (laughs) Le'Veon Bell. He has had over 200 scrimmage yards per game in his last four games. He's unbelievable. Six touchdowns in his last four weeks. That's tied for most in the National Football League. And this, Matt Money-Smith, is your number one overall pick in 2015. And it's not even a question right now. Not even close. Not even a question.
3: Well, how about uh, Odell Beckham as the number one overall pick? I like wide receivers.
5: You can go ahead and do
3: that (laughs) if you want. Odell Beckham has been nothing short of spectacular since his uh, return from injury.
4: And it sounds so great to put him in that number one uh, pick conversation for next year, but it won't happen because of his position. But I will tell you that this week going up against who? The New York Giants? uh, No. The The uh, Giants uh,
5: are playing against the the Rams. The
4: Rams. And you know that secondary is going to need a lot of help against uh, Odell Beckham. He'll continue to perform like he did against the Washington Redskins. This kid is, I mean, just what? Had
3: I mean, three four, touchdowns. It was a ridiculous Rookie
4: record. I mean, everything that you need in a receiver, and he's doing it without a number two wide receiver, yeah. a legitimate number one, a number two wide receiver. He's the number one guy. He should be the number he one guy on your fantasy roster.
5: fantasy points in his first ten games than any wide receiver since 1960.
3: So do you draft him over the next gentleman we will flash on the screen next year,
5: Des no, Bryant? No, no. Um, I'm... Listen, and it's not me being, it's not me being a Cowboys okay. homer either, but Dez Bryant's got skins on the wall. And this is a guy who just scores touchdowns last week. Huge game against the Philadelphia Eagles. I was surprised that Tony Romo was as effective in the stat statutes as he was because he had a bad trend of playing in Philadelphia. But Dez came out when you needed him the most, unlike A.J. Green and Jordy Nelson. And put up a huge stat line. Yeah, I started those guys and lost. That was yeah.
4: his first That was his first three-touchdown game, and Odell Beckham did that in his rookie year. So that is a great argument Odell Beckham oh, did. You know what, guys? We're actually going to get
3: to it a little bit later about where to draft mm-hmm. these rookie-wide receivers next season or whether or not you're fearful of a sophomore slump. That there was Game Changers presented by Bose. For more now, we throw it over to Adam and Marcus.
1: Thanks, Money. We're breaking down the players with the most targets and backfield opportunities from Week 15. So let's take a look at who made the list. This is a good list, Marcus. This isn't, it is a good this list. isn't like last week when I was calling out people who had made my naughty list <laughs> and Odell Beckham Jr., who they were just talking about a moment ago, the most targeted player. He's the guy, when I do my daily fantasy leagues, mm-hmm. he's automatically, automatically. A, the he's, first, he's
2: a must start. the
1: first one I go and drop in. Harry Douglas came off the bench to lead the atlanta falcons with targets actually finished second with everybody randall cobb targeted more than jordy nelson well i guess if you drop a 94 yard touchdown pass you're going to lose a couple of targets to somebody but let's take a look at the tight ends right now greg olson playing with the backup quarterback had a pretty good game
2: exactly and i think that's the bigger point is that whether it's cam newton or it's derrick anderson they are looking for greg olson and in a year when we've talked about so much how tight ends have been so inconsistent greg olson has been one of the guys who's getting a lot of opportunities. He put up good numbers against the Buccaneers, and so you, you got to stay with this guy if you have him. If you're playing for a championship, he's been good to you all season long. Don't fear who's under center. Whoever it is is going to find Olson. Yeah,
1: all that fear has been erased because Anderson has certainly looked for him. Another tight end to keep an
2: eye on. Michael Rivera, he's been a sneaky play kind of all season. He really has been, and he's become a bigger part of the offense in the second half of the season as Derek Carr is trying to get comfortable under center there for the Raiders. And this is maybe not so much for this year, but certainly spinning forward. As you're looking ahead to 2015 and you're looking for tight ends, especially guys you can take in the latter half of your draft at the tight end position, Michael Rivera is a guy with a lot of athleticism. He's shown some good hands, and he's a guy that Derek Carr seems to have some trust in right now. So spinning this ahead to 2015, Michael Rivera may have some late round value for you. Okay, now you've got the
1: brains, you've got the brawn. I've also got a list of the guys with the most backfield opportunity I love anytime we can reference the Pet Shop Boys. It's part of a tradition <laughs> now. And we look at some of the names. Of course, DeMarco Murray leads the way with the most opportunities of anybody. Jeremy Hill, who they were just talking about, we thought that perhaps it could have been a 50 50 split. Didn't quite work out that way. He ran the ball 25 times, was super effective. Jonathan Stewart. Coming in, when he's the guy who has his own show, so to speak, when he's the one-man band, he does pretty well. Speaking of one-man bands, this
2: guy has been playing some beautiful music this season, C.J. Anderson. Absolutely. He's been fantastic since he took over that starting job for the Denver Broncos. And the last few weeks, he's been one of the guys kind of keeping that offense afloat. And sure, you see the 9.6 fantasy points. That's not spectacular, but he's gotten a lot of attempts in the last month. And as Peyton Manning has struggled for the last three or four weeks, Anderson has been the guy to keep that Bronco offense moving. And so it's going to make for an interesting dilemma next season when we get to draft time. What happens with Monte Ball? Where's Ronnie Hillman going to be? What's up with Jawan Thompson? C.J. Anderson's going to be that guy. What about Fred Jackson? C.J. Spiller could return this week, but Jackson was doing some work last he's week. He's been doing some work the last couple of weeks, and I'm not really concerned about C.J. Spiller, one, because he's just been unproductive, <laughs> but it's also not a sure that thing inspires that he... him. Exactly, but it's also not a sure thing that Spiller even plays this week. He's cleared. He could come back, but it's still up in the air whether or not he'll be on the field. Jackson is the guy that, you know, every time we try to bury him, he comes back with another good performance, and with the quarterback position being so inconsistent in Buffalo, right. Jackson's a guy you can lean Jackson's on. Jackson's been the guy. All exactly. right, now
1: if you want to have the edge on your buddies, be sure to check out Marcus's column. You can find it at nfl.com slash targets. Apparently I'm a jerk because I have not been telling people you early, the vanity URL. But I do I appreciate the effort. Go check it out right now. Marcus is a good guy. He wants, he deserves the, the click. So if you survived your fantasy stud putting up a dud in week 15, you'll have to learn how to forgive and forget. We debate who will bounce back and redeem themselves next. But first, we'll break down the top players to pick up this week. Could the missing piece to your championship be on the waiver wire. Well, check it out when NFL Fantasy Live returns.
3: Time now to hit the waiver wire. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bo's Matt Money Smith here with Adam Rank, Fabs, and Marcus. We are heading into championship week yet you can still pay attention to the waiver wire. There are gentlemen available that you could pick up and consider playing. Marcus, start us off.
2: Well, I'm going to start with Joseph Randall, and this is a strategic move here because, one, maybe he can help you because Mm -hmm. if DeMarco Murray, game-time decision, if he doesn't play, Randall's the guy who maybe gets the bulk of the carries. But even so... Even if you don't need a running back, maybe your opponent has DeMarco Murray. So you go and you Joseph Randall as a way to block your opponent from having that potential handcuff there. How quickly did you put in your claim for
3: him? (laughs) Sunday night. (laughs) Sunday night. Uh, Because Fabs has, of course, as we talked about earlier in the show, DeMarco Murray. So I do not want you getting your hands on Joseph Randall. But maybe you get your hands on Carlos Hyde here, Favs.
5: Uh, No, because he's not available in our league. (laughs) But he's available in a lot of leagues out there on NFL.com. Now, you have to keep tabs on his status because Gore got hurt ahead of him, but then Hyde hurt his back and his ankle. So, if he can play, he's a flex starter because I don't expect Gore to pass protocol. Remember, that's a Saturday game, so it's earlier in the week. But if he's out there right now and you need a running back, you've got to go out and get Carlos Hyde.
3: There are a number of quarterbacks that have been on the schneid for like five, six weeks in a row. Now, first, uh, once, and you like Alex Smith here as a potential replacement.
1: I really like his matchup, too. He's going up against the Steelers, who have been very giving to opposing quarterbacks this season. We've seen everybody go out and get points against him. Last week it was Matt Ryan. And you look at Alex Smith, and one thing that kind of stands out to you is that he doesn't have a receiver to throw it to, but it doesn't seem to matter because he finds ways to get it to Nile Davis. He gets it to Jamal Charles. He finds Travis Kelsey. So he has the opportunity to go out there. And, Monty, you like to talk about this all the time. You want to kind of just avert risk. And you want to get a guy who's probably going to be at least worth 15 points. He might, not, he might not go out
2: there and get you 40 points. But he could get his, you a,
3: His 22 uh, points knocked me out of my OC Punk Rock League this week. Marcus, uh, running back. Another of Is this is one, one available for you?
2: Uh, <laughs> no. I don't think this guy's available in our league. But he is available oh, in a lot of leagues. Jonathan Stewart, who has really been the most consistent <laughs> thing in the Panthers offense this season and part of it is that he's getting a lot of touches and I know his fantasy numbers weren't great last week the fumble certainly hurt that but again, it's volume, it's opportunity, and it's a guy that if you were needing a running back or you're needing a flex opportunity, Jonathan Stewart could be a good guy for you.
3: And another uh, split situation for a squad is in New York with Andre Williams because of the injury well, sustained earlier to It may or may Jennings. not be because yeah. Jennings
5: can't stay healthy, so Andre yeah. Williams could carry the mail against the Rams. It's a bad matchup. He's available in about 50% of NFL.com leagues. But this is championship week, and if you're hurting at running back like I potentially am with DeMarco Murray, Andre Williams is a guy you can grab off the waiver wire and start. Again, not a great matchup, but you got to fill that spot somehow.
3: What do you think the floor is there, Fab? Spot
5: Seven points, six yes, points? it is low yeah. because the Rams' defense is really yeah. good at home.
3: All right, uh, Rank, get us a wide receiver.
1: I would look at Harry Douglas this week, especially with the news about Julio Jones. Sure, they came out this week and they said that they expect him to play. We're I talking about, so. We're talking about waiver wire claims right now and guys that you need to have on your roster. you got to be able to be nimble just in case something happens to Julio this week. If it turns out on Saturday or Sunday that he's unable to go, unable to play, then you pick him up, you start him, and then you make sure that he's in your line. And actually – Mike Ness played him last week against me. Did he really?
3: And, and uh, knocked you, him he, he knocked you out, didn't he? Knocked he knocked me out yeah. with that. Yeah, that's what happens, man. You know, I had Mike Watt <laughs> knock me out. All right, how about this? I'm coming full circle. The final week of <laughs> no, fantasy. Do yes, I am. Stop. Yes, I am. Stop. I am recommending the feature back for the Jacksonville Jaguars that I drafted in the fourth round of our Experts League Draft. Toby Gerhardt. Look, he rushed for 54 yards against the Ravens. Since they have lost, not it's been easier to run against them, and they happen to Going against the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night. The Titans were just in a knockdown, drag out brawl with a very physical New York Jets literally. team. So I think literally I love the idea of starting Gerhardt as a flex. It, it we really? talk,
5: absolutely. You know what, Money? He's available in our league. I know,
3: but I'm getting my well, hands on this guy
0: right here.
5: Fans. If I'm I picked getting... up Toby Gerhardt and he goes for 25 against the Titans and you lose. Babs, do it. I'm not doing t- Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's I'm Toby gonna I'm going
3: to play Joseph Randall, just despite you. Win or lose, I am going to play him. Uh, these are your top ten wire targets. Obviously, the running backs at the top with the injury exactly. to, uh, to DeMarco Murray. I still Murray.
5: have faith in Mark Sanchez against the Redskins. And guys, if you need a kicker, Connor Barth has scored more fantasy points in the last three weeks than Payne Manning. Pick yeah. him up. Kickers count.
3: All right, there you have it. Waiver Wire still viable in many a fantasy league. What is scarier than forgetting to set your lineup the week of your championship? Well, probably nothing. But we did find some scary Week 16 matchups you need to know about if you want to win this weekend. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we saw a ton of fantasy stars struggle in Week 15, so who can you trust to get back on track? We'll tell you who's on the road to redemption this weekend. Plus, we break down the matchups that are just too good to pass up. See which players' favorable faceoffs could lead you to a fantasy championship. And 2014 has been the year of the rookie wideout. But could 2015 be the year of the sophomore slump? We rank this year's rookie receivers so you can be ready to dominate next year's draft. And we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose Money here with Akbar and Marcus and Fabs. Remember, you can always hit us up with your Twitter questions. It's one word, at NFL Fantasy. Now, a number of big-time players disappointed owners this past weekend. And here we give the people a look at some of the notable stars that let your team down. Uh, I
5: like all these guys. You did I all got uh, Calvin all Johnson and
3: Jordy Nelson got me 10 points combined. I Manning, Rodgers, yeah. Charles, yeah, Green, you, yeah. Gordon,
5: that, Forsett.
2: That Rodgers number got me bumped in a couple leagues. Well, yes, let's, uh,
3: let's get to it then, gentlemen. Let's talk about some players we think will redeem themselves in week 16. Fabs, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Going up against Tampa in Tampa. You feeling good about that?
5: I'm feeling very good, yeah. although I'm not feeling good about the fact that I got knocked out of the playoffs because Aaron Rodgers was on my team, but against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a great matchup for Rodgers. He's going to want to come back. Did you know that last week he had no touchdown passes and two interceptions for the first time in his career? Why couldn't you have done that in week two? But I digress. I love the matchup. This is a must-start situation regardless of what Rodgers Dador didn't do last week.
3: Alright, uh, from one quarterback to the next, Peyton Manning Akbar, who's got to travel to frigid Cincinnati for an evening contest against the Bengals.
4: Well, I, I think this is the bounce-back game for it Peyton is. Manning. For the mm-hmm. last two weeks, he's thrown 20 passes. I he's had 20 right. pass attempts, and to me, it's been a plan to save his arm. It's the only way that you can save his arm. You can't we're moving for a game, so you reduce the amount of times his pass attempts, and that's what they've done. Now that they're going towards his back end of stretch, they need to win out. Of course, they're hoping that the uh, the New England the Patriots yeah. they lose a right, game, right. but. They're, he, they're getting his arm back. So Peyton Manning is going to come back against, and he's going to come back in a big fashion against so the Bengals. Akbar, I need him.
3: Yeah, we're going to see if he can do it in the
2: cold and the wind. That's a mighty there.
3: Cincinnati. All right, Marcus, Jamal Charles.
2: Yeah, Jamal Charles is one. You know, every now and then Andy Reid seems to forget who his best player is and doesn't give him the ball. That was always the knock on Reid in Philadelphia. It's been the knock on him a few times in Kansas City. You see that 12 carries for Jamal Charles against the Raiders? You I mean, can't give him Really? And Look, for the Chiefs to prosper – offensively, they need Jamal Charles because, you know, it's not like their wide receivers catch touchdowns or anything. So they've got to give Jamal Charles the ball. So regardless of the matchup, I think the Chiefs Feed number twenty-five repeatedly. This yeah,
3: league. and I think also that was a product of that game—the fact that Nile Davis was getting those touches. You know, that's a team that's still alive for a wild card berth. So hard to believe that they would sit. Uh, I'm Jamal Charles, at this one, Megatron, no-brainer. Uh, just five and a half points last week, in what looked like a pretty good matchup against the Vikings indoors in Detroit just did not happen. Had a drop right there at the goal line—not that you just saw—but it happened in that game. Who's he going against? Oh, that's right. The Chicago Bears. Did you see what the Saints (laughs) passing attack did to the Chicago Bears? And historically, Calvin Johnson has done wonders against them. Again, fifth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers the last four weeks for Chicago. uh,
5: Who's got uh, Megatron?
3: That's a trade I made with Akbar, as a matter of fact, because I had planned to be in the Super Bowl to start Megatron, and this is why it's going to go horribly wrong. Oh, the best laid plans, it's
1: going to glad,
4: go horribly, horribly, horribly wrong because it just looks too good on paper. Hey, congratulations to you guys. You guys are in the championship. I'm not Man, feeling good right now. Right now, Are you guys well. going to fight it out or something like that?
3: I'm going to wear a singlet and some headgear. I'm going to roll out the wrestling <laughs> mats and right there at halftime, I'm going to kind of jab and get the fireman's carry going out right. If you're stuck on whom to start this weekend, one quick look at the schedule could make all the difference. And up next, we break down the best matchups of week 16. Plus, does that staunch Cardinals D have you scarred to start your Don't Seahawks this Sunday? We'll debate which matchups make us the most nervous when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Here is a look reminder. We have a Thursday game this week, and we have two Saturday games this week. Make sure your lineups are set for championship week. You see right there, Titans and Jaguars we talked earlier. Everybody is in agreement. Toby Gerhardt, the start of the week.
4: <laughs>
3: Absolutely. <laughs> and running back. Oh. And here you get a look uh, all the way through Monday Night Football and certainly a host of fantasy players between Gio Bernard and Jeremy Hill and Peyton Manning and all those receivers. Oh, to have a championship decided on Monday Night Football. It does not get better than that as we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live. Presented by Bose, Matt Money Smith here with Adam Rank and Michael Fabiano and Akbar Baja Biomila. Guys, this is why you lift those weights, because this weekend, it's fantasy Strong. championship week for most leagues. So we dive into lift, some of our favorite yeah, matchups for week 16. Fabs, kick it off. Who are you starting this week?
5: Matt Ryan is a fantastic play. And it's funny because Matt Ryan was so inconsistent earlier in the year. He was driving you crazy. But lately, he has been gangbusters, 20-plus fantasy points in three straight games. And he's got a great trend of success playing on the road against New Orleans. And forget about what Jay Cutler didn't do last night on Monday night against the Saints. Their defense is rotten. And this is going to be a high-scoring game. Why that adjective? I just thought rotten when I thought of the Saints pass defense and Ryan is a guy who will be in my top five quarterbacks for the week and honestly unless you have an elite quarterback he's a virtual must start
3: well you have an elite quarterback Adam Rank because you're going with Mark Sanchez as a favorable matchup this week
5: I do like this matchup going up against
1: the Washington Redskins on Saturday I still have faith in him I know last week wasn't that great of a performance bone but like we're watching this play right here. If Macklin doesn't get tackled on the one-yard line, his game completely flips around. He also, I don't blame him for both of his interceptions. I think one of them was a bad pass. But you know what? I still have faith in this offense. I still have faith in Sanchez. And I look at some of the options that a lot of people are going to have to roll with. I think Sanchez can come out and have another good game.
3: All right, let's get to the uh, running back position, Akbar, and someone that has struggled as of late. As you see, the 1.3 fantasy points from Week 15.
4: Well, this is the championship week. This is the championship game. You have to play the favorable matchups. Never mind going back into the past and saying what he didn't do. But if you want to go back in the past, you want to look at favorable matchups, like what he did a couple of weeks ago against the Oakland Raiders or several weeks ago when he put up 150-plus yards, three touchdowns. That was a really good matchup for him. Well, again, going up against the New York Giants, they're not good at all. What's the word that you use? Rotten. Yeah, they're they're rotten. They're rotten. Oh, they're rotten. To the core. To the core, they're giving up four points since week four. They're giving up 4.9 yards per game. That's a lot of yards.
3: I like this better. This is one of my absolute favorite starts of the week. Uh, The Bears, you want to talk about rotten. Something stinks in Chicago, and it is top to bottom. That defense is bad, and the Lions are all about ball security, and that means a lot of Joyke Bell. He has proven to be the bell cow that Jim Caldwell wants and not Reggie Bush. How about 19 touches against the Vikings 10.3. 10.3. We talk about the floor. That is a great floor. And how about this? What he did against the Bears on Thanksgiving Day. 100 yards, two touchdowns, 20-plus points. joint Bell is a no Brainer, Absolute no-brainer for Championship Week if you have him on your roster. Now, if you want more of our top Week 16 matchups, be sure to visit NFL.com slash now to download the app for free. We're going to dish out more players exclusively for NFL Now users, and it's time to flip the script. And now we talk about the bad matchups. Matchups that you see the names, you want to lean on that that name brand, but you just can't. And that goes to you, Fabs, and Russell Wilson at the quarterback position this week. This
5: is a bad matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't know that you can play Russell Wilson this week with any kind of confidence. Look at his numbers career in Arizona. They have not been good. Overall, five career games, seven touchdowns, six turnovers. He's averaging fewer than 15 fantasy points in two career road games against the Cardinals. I would start Matt Ryan over Russell Wilson all day long. In fact... Mark Sanchez could be a better option than Russell Wilson this week. The Cardinals' defense is solid. Just ask their opponents week in and week out, especially the quarterback. So, Russell Wilson's a a real risk to me, guys.
3: Rank, you are uh, sticking with the Pacific Northwest squad there, but you're going to the running back.
5: Yeah, I'd be concerned if I
1: had to go with Marshawn Lynch this week because that Cardinals' defense absolutely dominates people, especially up front at the line of scrimmage. It seems like they have lost... A large majority of their starters from back. When you would look at the depth charts earlier in the season, the guys that you thought they were going to be able to count on, they've lost Darnell Dockett and some of the other big names. And you know what? Each and every week they still come out and they still just hammer people. I feel this is going to be a really close game. I could see another affair where this is just a lot of field goals being traded back and forth against with the two best teams. In the, uh, in the NFC right
3: now. Yeah, I, I thought the same might happen with the Rams, and that's why Trey Mason would do well, is that defense would get after whoever it was that they were going to play at quarterback. And it ended up that, you know, he, they still it stopped him. Yeah. Matt Forte, I mean, a top-five pick, Akbar. And, he- and you are saying... Think hard about yeah, playing him.
4: Very hard. He's going up against the Detroit Lions, and look, you need points right now. You look at what the Detroit Lions are giving up in the rush game. They're the number one rush defense in the NFL right now, giving up 68 yards per game. Well, that's 6.8 yards for Matt Forte if he can get Matt Forte if he can get that. Now think about the fact that since week eight, he's been in the end zone three times. Three times. Well, That's not going to give you enough points. I don't see him getting into the end zone against the Detroit Lions. So he may give you 6.8 points against the Detroit Lions. Gonna that's not going to win that. your championship. You
3: had 9.9 for Forte. We told you. We, we told you last week, do not play A.J. Green. For whatever reason, Joe Hayden, and even though Joe Hayden wasn't on him that entire game, it's just I, – I, it's inexplicable, but A.J. Green does not do well against the Browns. Now, this is more body of work. That Broncos secondary has been nothing short of spectacular this season between Harris – and Tlaib. And then on the and back Harris end got with Raheem too. Moore. Exactly. I mean, that is going to be a tough go for the Bengals. And in cold, frigid Ohio. I can envision this being, much like you mentioned, with the Cardinals and the Seahawks, a field goal, low-scoring game, hold on to the ball, keep those explosive receivers off the field. So I'd have no hesitation. I, I, like I,
4: I like what you're selling, too, because this is a very underrated defensive back yep. unit for the Denver Broncos, especially Chris Harris. We just talked about his big money deal. He deserves it because he can lock guys up for real. All right. But a big part of that was the game plan. So I, I just, just want to I mean.
3: make sure. I just want to make sure because we give this advice out, Sit Matt Forte. Absolutely. Sit Russell Wilson.
5: If you have another quarterback, yes.
3: Sit Marshawn
1: Lynch. In my daily league, I will not be playing <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. And I
3: would absolutely, absolutely sit A.J. Green. That would be our advice. Not in time. It's championship week. All right, Wookiee, Wookie, not a Wookiee. Oh, Rookie wide oh, receivers it's have been trap. tearing up the league this year. But how high are you willing to draft one in 2015? Find out which wideouts we say are worth a look in the second round. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Here is a look at the top wide receivers that are rookies this season. And, oh, that is a host of points. You see Mike Evans, number one, deceiving, though, because of Odell Beckham's injury uh, that he is just eight points behind and with about half the opportunities. Calvin Benjamin, Sammy Watkins round out the top four. So why don't we focus on the top four? And, Akbar, you get us started with – seemingly the guy that's going to be the waiver pickup of the year, the rookie of the year, the The wide receiver of the the year, year, the the best catch of the year, Odell Beckham Jr.
4: Odell Beckham Jr. for me, this is a guy that I'm looking at next year, going picking him at the first pick in the second round. You look at where he is right now, almost 153 fantasy points, more than A.J. Green so far on the year, more than Calvin Johnson so far on the year, and you think, well, Calvin Johnson A.J. Green, they had some injury issues. Well, so did ODB, and he's come out balling. This is a guy, to me, without a number one wide receiver, Next to him, our complimentary wide receiver. He's made his case that he is a number one wide receiver. When Victor Cruz comes back, that's more attention that they're going to put on Victor Cruz. They're going to have to play him softer. Of course, he's going to be that number two. and the, the one thing
3: pick. about uh, Beckham is coming out of LSU, fast, strong, great hands. He showed every last bit of that. The scouts were right. No brainer. And uh, he is making good on all the promise that he showed at the combine. And while he was at LSU for those Bayou Bengals, uh, Marcus, you're going Mike Evans here. I am going Mike Where are Evans. Where we him?
2: Well, I think Mike Evans is the guy you probably can get in the fourth or fifth round next year. I mean, I think he goes down a little bit, in part because of the inconsistency in that offense. They've had a terrible running game. Whether the quarterback position, whether it's been Josh McCown or Mike Glennon, there's been inconsistency there. But there's no doubt, he's the number one guy in that passing game right now. He's surpassed Vincent Jackson. He's been the more productive of the two. But just because there are a few other pieces around him to help him out right now, he's not a guy you're going to want to take a chance on before, I'd say, fourth or fifth round.
3: And one thing to keep an eye on, because of where the Bucks pick, they could be going quarterback Marcus in the first yeah, round, Ariotic Marcus Mariota. Price. And now you're talking about trying to break in a rookie QB in Mike Evans' second year. Sammy Watkins, Fabs.
5: I think he's right there with Mike Evans in the fourth or fifth round. But you have question marks there, too. Who's the quarterback? Yeah. Is it going to be Kyle Orton? I mean, probably not. Do they draft someone? And remember, too, guys. Somebody on this list is going to be Cordero Patterson. He's going to be an enormous boss. There is going to be at least one of these wide receivers that we're talking about and absolutely just, you know, googie-eyed over who is going to be an enormous bust next year, and hopefully it's not Sammy Watkins or Beckham or Evans because they are going to be early run picks. So you want it to be Calvin Benjamin?
3: You know what, actually, the the one that could could be be closest is, in fact, Calvin Benjamin because it was pointed out how raw he was, even though he had the size and everything, and we've seen a lot of drops out of Calvin Benjamin this year, even though he's been the number one target rank.
1: It's true, but his quarterback is going to be consistent next year. The two other guys we're talking about, Mike Evans, as you said, could be a rookie. We don't know which direction the Buffalo Bills are going to go in. We know going into the offseason that he is going to be working with Cam Newton exclusively. So I actually like him. I, I would slot him ahead of those other two guys. I feel he's just starting to learn the position and you think about how well he's played being this raw, that when he starts to establish himself and become a little bit more polished and a little bit yeah. better, he could be, he could be uh, poised for I mean, another big game. One
3: thing to, to remember for all of these as we go to next year is these are all number one receivers. And these are not number twos. These are not rookies that are in the slot or a third up. These are number one receivers. going to be interesting come the draft next year. That's going to do it for us today. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for all of Michael Fabiano's top starts and sits for week 16. We'll see you then.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise.